Hello, and welcome to Middle of the Dial. I'm Jonathan Rahul, uh, and I am here with the wonderful Grant. I don't even know your last name. This is embarrassing. It's, it might sound familiar. <laughs> it's Ben's last name. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yes. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Not only that, he said there can only be one, <laughs> which I think is a veiled threat to cut my head off yeah probably which uh, ben's not here to defend himself but we'll just say that he was trying to threaten you yeah <laughs> sounds like something. uh for those of you who don't know those of you who aren't middle of the row aficionados grant is an old school contributor um and he'll pop up with year end lists for music so i figured we'd get together kind of close to the end of the year Sort of. <laughs> There's no new music coming out in like three more months, right? This is the mid-year report, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll do one later on. Yeah. So we're just going to share like our favorite songs um, and play them for each other and talk about them. So, yeah. So I'm curious to hear what you have first. I brought, I brought a mix of stuff. What do you What do you feel like getting into uh, first? Whatever. Like, what are you most excited about on this list? Well, um... Let's go with uh, the concert I just recently saw, which okay. was uh, Courtney Barnett. Oh, sweet. Are yeah. you a fan? Uh, actually, I know I should be listening nope. to Courtney Barnett, uh-huh. but I haven't homework? actually listened to anything yet. homework, man. <laughs> wait, wait, where did she play at? She played the pageant. So oh, okay. It's a pretty nice. big venue yeah. for what I was expecting. I yeah. thought that she was a little, maybe still a little bit, uh, not not big time yet, but yeah. I think that it was definitely sold out. Holy and cow. The place was rocking. Nice. And so she's, she's finding something and it's it's probably just gonna get bigger so it's 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 cool for her and sweet yeah she's uh kind of pissed off it seems like too <laughs> so it, it made a very entertaining show oh okay gotcha what song are you gonna play for us right so, now so let's see which one i put on here let's do charity cool there we go um that was really cool so i was just saying to grant how courtney barnett is an artist i've heard of constantly as someone i need to get into and i've never investigated so finally with that track uh i'm definitely gonna give her more of a listen what made you choose charity um you know it's it's a song that's maybe a little bit easier to pick up on the first time you hear it okay 
that's not the case with all, a lot of that album. I didn't like the album that much the first time I oh, listened really? to it. Oh, really? Yeah. But I just loved her older stuff. Okay, gotcha. And even her older stuff, it took me a couple listens to get into it. But it's that stuff is very rewarding okay. if you give it multiple, multiple listens because the lyrics were so funny. Okay, yeah. And they were just kind of like, uh, once you kind of c- catch what's going on, then you'd like really start to enjoy the song on another level. Yeah. Uh, these songs are not quite the same level of humor, but... Uh, just I think as she's kind of gotten more fame, I guess fame's not not the right word for it, but as she's become a bigger act, uh, more and more people have kind of showered her with hate and all that stuff. So, oh, really? So that's kind of why this the, the album name is "Tell Me How You Really Feel." Oh, interesting. So okay. she's it's maybe kind of her uh, her shouting back at them a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and there's some uh, like I wasn't expecting to go to. A show that bordered on metal at times. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say metal, but it was it was hard <laughs> rock. It was it was good stuff. Yeah, and they were screaming. You know, the, the strobe lights are going. It, it oh, was, crazy! It was, it was pretty pretty good stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little different from her older stuff. Yeah, I, I'd recommend the old stuff and the new stuff. It's okay. it's all really good. She's just a great songwriter. Would you say like most of? So when I hear when I listen to that song, I think about sort of older older kind of genres like my. Like older music wasn't like a huge thing in my house growing up, uh, but like the the songs that like my parents did play for me, so like Hotel California or like anything <laughs> from the Beatles, like it sounded like it came kind of from like that sort of like like grassroots Americana like rock, like there like I got a huge like Tom Petty kind of vibe almost oh, from it. Tom Petty vibes are always a good kind. Yeah. <laughs> it, would you say like mo- her earlier stuff is in the same vein, sort of? Yeah, I mean it's I think it, you could almost say more like. Uh Nirvana than Tom Petty in oh, some okay. ways is just and that's kind of except I mean I guess obviously Nirvana lyrics are very very clever and yeah it's great songwriting too but I I don't think maybe I uh, maybe the song selection I gave you is maybe mischaracterizes a little okay bit. we'll see fair it's, enough oh well I'm definitely gonna go back and check out her earlier stuff though because that was awesome that was a great yeah. song uh, what do you have on tap? All right, I don't, I don't have nearly as wide of a selection here in a second, but oh man, you've got some great choices here too. I don't think you're supposed to be looking at that yet. Oh, fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, do I do I want to start off with this? Do I, I'm gonna start off with this one. Um, so I'm gonna play something off of Foxing's latest album. So these guys are actually from St. Louis. Okay. Um, the I think I saw you tweet something. They're, they're uh, they were produced by someone new or something. Um, they were. This last album was produced by Chris Walla, there I think, of That's Death Cab. Yeah, and um, anytime I see his name pop up, my my ears go. Good my indication. Ears go up, so yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually we I didn't even realize this for the longest time, um, but apparently, uh, the bassist, the old, the former bassist for this band, went to Parkway South, our alma mater, <laughs> um, and so. These guys kind of like, these guys kind of started to get more notoriety, sort of like, like when we were in high school, like the St. Louis music, local music scene was really thriving and there were a bunch of like, bunch of punk to metal to like, like pop, like any type of genre you wanted. There were so many different acts and you could see anyone pretty much any weekend at like the Creepy Crawl or Mississippi Nights or something, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like sort of at the like sort of towards the tail end of that movement, like when a lot of those bands started to break up and like the scene started to die, these guys actually started to get pretty popular. Um, And they're kind of 
nationally they're kind of recognized as being almost like an emo revival band. That's right up your alley. Yeah, and a, a lot of their their first album and their second album as well. Like, th- there's also a lot of like, like I don't know. I like I get the emo characterization, but I I also get a lot of like post rock vibes from like explosions in the sky, kind of nice. like guitar tones and stuff. Um, but this latest album is, I don't know. It's crazy. Like I think. I gotta write it up. I gotta write up a review for it still. But like, I think I was reading online. Like, Pitchfork called it their most accessible, which I totally get. Hmm. But Noisy called it their weirdest, which I also <laughs> totally get. Can it like, be both? Yeah, it's like it, well, it's so much different than anything they've done previously. But then it's just I don't know. It's it's definitely more polished, I suppose, or more yeah, more accessible. Cool. But so. I think it's I think it's gonna be like their breakout album. I think they're gonna get huge. So uh, this entire album is crazy. Oh, and like such a such like a two thousands like St. Louis band. Like one of the songs off here is called Game Shark. One of the <laughs> songs is called Trapped in Dillard's. Uh, Crown Candy, Lambert. Like it's like Whoa. it's it's cool that they're wearing kind of that St. Louis like influence on their sleeve. Uh, I think I'm gonna play the title track, Near My God. Um, yeah. So yeah. We'll take a listen to it. Let's do it. So yeah, I can't emphasize like how like it's still foxing, like there's still elements. Like whenever a band matures or whatever, you can always identify like those elements that like 
make it that band. But in terms of just like the expansiveness and the accessibility, like it's so much more on a higher level. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, when I was listening to it, I like, I've been listening to it kind of nonstop today at work and I don't listen to a lot of like festival, like big festival, like indie rock bands or Mm. whatever, but like, I can imagine like, that's probably what they sound like. Maybe like I've like, never listened an to example of like, like t- kind of bands you like to avoid. Like, yeah, like, well, like I don't, I don't think I've ever actually listened to like a young, the giant song, but maybe that's a young, the giant, just, <laughs> just like this, like indie band that like gets a lot of acclaim. Hey, um, I mean, they're good, so they should get the claim. No, this is true. Like, I feel like I'm really excited for these guys to yeah. blow up. Like one thing I'll say is a lot of their previous albums seemed like, like albums you should listen to just almost like sort of by yourself in a room and just still very immersive though. Whereas this one, like I almost compared it to like being out in open spaces with people or even just like on a road trip. Like it's yeah. the perfect album for that. You hear that? It's a, it's a declaration of freedom. Yeah. Summertime. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm really stoked. I They're coming to town. Shoot. September? Or maybe late August. I forget. They're coming to town. I I think they're they're either playing the pageant or Delmar Hall. Nice. Um, and they played it like they played it like earlier this summer too. So yeah, I'm really excited because I missed them. I was out of town when they first played, and so hopefully I'll get to see them All at right. their new show. Yeah, maybe yep. I'll maybe I'll tag D- along. No, for sure, definitely. All right. So what do you got? What All are you choosing right. next? Are you a fan of Dirty Projectors? Again, a, a name I know. You know and, the name. And a name I know I need to know. All but right. um, So if we if Courtney Barnett went from being kind of happy to being sad. Yeah. Dirty Projectors went from being sad to being happy this, <laughs> this year. Okay, gotcha. So after uh, th- things are kind of going better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the singer-songwriter. Uh, and... So the new album is called Lamplit Pros, and the song is called Breakthrough. Cool. Let's take a look. What's up? How's it going? The real cheap bone. She is so dreamy. Like she got features on Fellini Deadpan, unimpressed Archimedes, palimpsest Just hanging out Or Julian Casablanca She is an epiphany Of a relay Opens my days Like she Pablo, 
But her colors five, so what about it? Just to review, she will break through. Nobody stops her, no one can lock her down. She is a So I'm curious, how did you how did you get into that band, or how did you discover that band? Oh shoot! All right, now you're testing my memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it had had to been oh, it's probably back 2006, probably. I think a coworker gave me their album. Uh, can't name it right now, but I can look <laughs> it up. Uh, and just yeah, just some of the songs I loved, and some of the songs I was like. No, that's that's too much for me, and that and that's kind of been the way I've I've been with most of their discography is just there's some songs on these albums that are like just they're experimental and they connect with me in a great way. But yeah. this is like the first album I'd say that I liked all the way like all the way through, just a killer album. Okay, yeah, um, and yeah, so that's it's exciting to have uh, a band that's really out there, kind of pushing the boundaries and kind of found something that really connected with me yeah now maybe i'm the only one and everyone else is like you dummy they've been <laughs> fantastic for 15 years no fair enough yeah well i mean that's the i feel like that's the chance you take though when you try to push those boundaries right like you're yeah. not gonna rope everyone in right away right oh yeah i mean that's that's the great thing you'd be like i liked them back when they were good you know that's, <laughs> yeah so you don't want to deprive people of being able to do that right? <laughs> that's true yeah nice cool so, what you got? All right. Okay. So, this is the only other thing I sort of had. Um, I sent... So, we, for the people listening, all t- like the four of them, um, we bonded also over our appreciation of Julian Baker. Yeah. And her singer-songwriter capability. When I discovered her this past year, like, blew me away. Just in terms of... The poignancy of the music and the simplicity of it at the same time, right? Yet you refuse to play her during trivia <laughs> night, which I don't L- understand. Listen, they, like, that would have gotten them so fired up to answer trivia questions. Oh, you have I'm no sh- idea. You'll I'm never sure. know. You will never know. <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, like I remember the first time I hosted trivia, I threw in a couple national songs, <laughs> and uh, the guy who like hosted before <laughs> me. Like I went and I asked, I was like, "Hey Austin, like how how'd I do? Like what would like give me your like unbridled feedback?" And he was like, "Honestly, man, like a couple songs like kind of like mellowed people out and didn't weren't as energetic." And I was like, "Oh, okay, I got which you. ones did you play?" Shoot, I forget. Well, also, um, give them some Mister November. They're not gonna they're they're gonna thank you for that. No, this is fair. I so the other restriction I have for trivia is like songs have to be around three minutes. Uh, so I forget which one, one it was. <laughs> longer. Yeah, it was, but it was one of them that wasn't uh, wasn't very energetic. It wasn't a Mister November or like a Graceless or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so 
Uh, and Lauren also, I should say, also really loves Julian Baker nice. now as well. Um, so I discovered this other artist who I think I've I've known of for a while. Uh, Many Rooms. It's like the it's like the artistic name of it. her name is Brianna Hunt, and she's based out of Houston and maybe Nashville. And I think the way I got connected to her was she kind of is tied into like a lot of the like emo revival bands coming out of Nashville, <laughs> uh, like better off and those kinds of bands. Um, and I listened to her first full length that came out this past year and I texted finally, it came out like in, in April and I only listened to it this past month, but I texted Lauren, like, listen to this album. It's going to blow Julian Baker away. And she was like, you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, that's a bold claim. Yeah, it, it, it is really a bold is. claim. Um, and and that's not to like like that's not to take anything away from Julian Baker, obviously. But there's just I will I do want I'm gonna play. Um, obviously, I should just play a song. Um, so yeah, this is I think I've been thinking about which one. Yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the nothing, and it's off of the album. Uh, there is a presence here. Mm-hmm. And again, you hear that? You hear that, Julian Baker? There's a presence <laughs> here. You better look out. And again, the artist is. Here's what I'll say. If I'll leave this comment for afterwards. Oh. <laughs> Does he all the thoughts I want to my bag as he 
unfortunate that like her album came out like so close to uh turn out the lights by julian baker Mm -hmm. because like for her sake it's almost like those comparisons are going to be inevitable right it's it's very similar more similar than i was expecting yeah um but that the entire album um is kind of in that sense where it's like like production wise um like the vocals are like almost like recorded like far away like echoey or whatever sure. like through like an A track like super low. You think it's the type of thing where they're like they're like okay, well, let's turn this fan in the corner of the room and let's <laughs> get that let's kind of see how that feels. Yeah, it's just adding this environment to it to just kind of give it a little more depth. Yeah, and That's I cool. think it's but it's done intentionally in such a way where like one of the cool things about Baker's music is she can fluctuate between being like super vulnerable with her voice to being like super powerful Mm -hmm. and and, like commanding and also doing that like simultaneously at the same time um whereas i think what hunt was going for with this album was no i'm just gonna be like really like vulnerable and frail like i was gonna ask you does does she have a powerful because i didn't hear it in that one you know yeah it's um she doesn't want to yeah like it's almost like that's not what she's trying to get across with just this album in particular um but it like that being said like it's almost like that i feel like that message um and that delivery are delivered very suitably and very well and so um yeah that like and like it sucks because it's one of those albums where i want to like go out and purchase purely just to like look up the lyrics because i found lyrics like maybe three of the songs that's actually what i was gonna ask is uh i uh, the first time through i don't i don't catch the lyrics very often yeah so what are what is she writing about so i think a lot of the times um also i guess this is typical of like the nashville sort of scene um sort of and very similar and this is the other thing where like again the similarities to julian baker kind of also overlap um having to do with like sort of like questions about faith and doubt and sort of existence like i think um shoot one of the first one of the first lyrics for the first song for the album is like is a question is a lyric about like questioning what happens when you die like what happens if like nothing happens a big question yeah and so (laughs) it's one of those albums um which also makes sense in terms of like coming out of like sort of an emo background like sort of i think about um 
like later brand new and sort of like some of their lyrics and that kind of thing very similar to that um so yeah it's like again it's very similar to julian baker and sort of like talking about doubt and struggles with like um identity and that kind of thing um but i like that shouldn't i feel like that shouldn't turn people off from her or like uh judge her like right away i th- i think they should give it a listen and give it a try and Definitely. appreciate it for what it is yeah that was um, good so yeah i like that a and lot it's and it, it's like a another like sort of independent artist to support or whatever and hopefully uh hopefully makes it big from that so yeah but then she has to stop recording out of her <laughs> bedroom with a fan <laughs> in the corner is that what you you want to take that away from her no fair enough here's what i will say i think and i like i'd love to hear your opinion about this like Turn Out the Lights was significantly more produced than Sprained Ankle hmm. um, for Julian Baker, at least what I thought. But I don't think that sort of took away from, like, the spirit of, like, her type of music or anything like that. Um, I don't know. What it was definitely think? really good. I yeah. Mean, um, no, that's not the way that I – I didn't listen to her in two installments. You know? Okay, gotcha. If I had been an early fan, yeah. then, yeah, maybe I'd be like, oh, you know, I missed this. Mm-hmm. But, no, I got it all at once. Oh, okay, you know, I'm gotcha. like, yep. I, I came to her late, a little late like you, I think. Okay, yeah. It's, it's that we came in on that last album and kind of mm-hmm. – I think I, I had heard one song previous, but it, it wasn't enough to get – you know, pique my interest enough to download the whole album or yeah. whatnot. So, I uh, – yeah, I, I just – liked what she put out there and no, I, didn't, yeah. I actually didn't notice the difference that's interesting i'll have to listen for that now yeah well and i guess it, it was interesting because um to go from like i didn't realize that her first album was on 6131 records which um which was a pretty prominent like emo record label based out of nashville so they put out stuff by dads which i really like and then better off which were severely underrated before they kind of called it quits but they may be getting back together i've seen rumors um so it was interesting to see sort of like also that like jumping off point where it was just like okay this was her first album under that like quasi emo record label and then here's her next album under freaking matador (laughs) which like (laughs) has some heavyweights on it yeah so so yeah um all this to say go check out many rooms as well well she was also um she was featured on npr i think she played south by southwest this past year and npr gave her a shout out on one of their like room things so you're nice yeah so she's she's on the up and up i definitely think very good all right all right what's your next offering let's go with the uh, y oak okay gotcha you know y oak i again a name i recognize i'm uh, a terrible like music person yeah exactly <laughs> you're my professional opinions about groups i don't really know anything well, about you have your ear to the emo scene uh you keep saying like i keep hearing this in the emo trades I'm yeah like, i haven't you, grown you, out you, of high you, school <laughs> Uh-huh. So well, maybe we're just in different circles. No, fair level, enough. But enough cu- crossover that we respect each other. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's what's that's what's important, right? <laughs> All right. So Y Oak's been awesome for uh, a while now. I think. Uh, yeah, maybe around the same time, maybe around uh, 2005, is uh, when their first uh, album that I really got into, I believe, it was called Civilian, came okay. out, and 
it had some real bangers on there. Like, you know, it's it starts starts off it, it's it almost became a cliche with the Mumford and Sons, but it starts off nice and slow and then it picks up. Yeah. Except with them it's it's the electric guitar that really gets kicking. Okay. And um this time it's uh it's their new album is called the the uh it's a little ridiculous. The louder I call, the faster it runs. Okay. And it's about uh, maybe about kind of growing up a little bit. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you, are, you, are you experiencing that at all? Oh, maybe a little, a bit. little bit. Again, still stuck okay. in the emo phases. Yeah, no, um, that's cool. So which one are we listen to? Oh, yeah. I put a couple on there. Uh, let's do the title track. All right. Perfect.
So it's uh, it, their sound is completely different than it used to be. It, they used to be much more guitar oriented. Now it's way more electronic. It's it's kind of been the passion pitification <laughs> of uh, of of their music, and you know you've seen that a lot of other places too. I think. Yeah, but has that been for you? Has that lessened the enjoyability, or just changed it, or? Just changed it. Uh, like I said, the whole the whole album is awesome. Okay, it's it's one of those albums. That's just, it's just yeah, front to back. It's great to listen to, and uh, so it's just different. And I, I think as we were actually talking a little bit earlier, it's it's good to see bands change some. Yeah, and not just keep doing what they've been doing, but kind of you know find new ways of uh, expressing themselves and finding new uh, new ways of writing music. I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Nice. What so for you for your <coughs> excuse me for your history listening to them like uh, how long have you been listening to them and then have you seen that sort of as a gradual change or have you seen it kind of more suddenly or more recently that they've kind of looked at new influences or new sounds? I'd say it's been more gradual because I, I was I was kind of surprised to go when I went back to their old stuff, <laughs> older stuff at least, back to uh, civilian and just found it like oh man this is totally different so uh yeah it's 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 not the type of thing where when i listened to this album i was like who is this what the hell it was it was like oh cool i like i like it it's it's a nice sound but uh, and then not until comparing them back to back that i really realized how different it's become okay gotcha nice sweet so and what was that latest album called again? The louder I call, the faster it comes. Okay. The faster it runs. Oh, okay. Oh, Freudian oh. slip there. <laughs> uh, no, I'll have to check that out too. Like and again, like well, we like we mentioned like Passion Passion Pit's another one of those bands where again like you can identify that sound or whatever, but. I know that sound, but have I listened to like pa- I know like two Passion Pit songs. You should listen to more. I should definitely good. listen to uh, more. Yeah, no, he's they they've come out with some great stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, obviously Sleepyhead and mm-hmm. I Take a Walk are great, but it's it's a legit great band actually. Yeah, yeah, I have to check them out. Okay, um, I just thought of this one, and I I was looking I, again. I was cheating and kind of looking at your list or whatever. So, um, so I had to. <laughs> I it, but luckily it made me think of this one. Um so <laughs> and this is actually perfect actually. This is a perfect uh segue because in terms of like kind of the format that we've been doing. So I was mentioning earlier that I kind of got this format from <coughs> my friend Thebe Chin who lives in Toronto. Um and she did this with a friend named Shad who is so Shad's actually so he's a like rap slash hip hop artist in Canada. He's been sort of based out of everywhere in Canada, uh, from Vancouver to Toronto to everywhere. Um, but he also hosted a like an NPR esque type show uh, in Canada for Canadian radio or whatever. CPR. Um, CPR. Uh, CBC, the Canadian mm-hmm. Broadcasting Company. Heard of that. Um, Q. I-, I think Q went. I feel like it went international a couple of years ago because I think I was now that being said, I was like driving home, like maybe on a Saturday at like 8 PM and I was picking it up, unfortunately, but it's, I mean, it's a solid show. Like he gets, he got interviews with everyone from like, Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, 
everyone I'm thinking of right now is also Canadian, so it makes it seem less like legit. But like Will Arnett and Carly Rae Jepsen and like a bunch of bunch of Canucks culture. <laughs> not just that's Canucks. not derogatory, right? No, no, I don't. <laughs> it's a hockey team. Name. I mean, it can't be that bad. Yeah. I actually, I literally don't know the origins of that term, so I should probably do my homework. Mm. Um, it's not your fault. That you didn't know I was going to spring that on you. <laughs> but yeah, so he's so it's like again, like a NPR. Type, he was a radio host for a while, um, and now he kind of he's coming back to hip hop. It's been oh shoot, when was it? It's been five years. Holy cow! Um, so. When he put out this, one of the things that I love about him is I'm not a super knowledgeable person when it comes to rap and hip hop. I'm glad um, you added that last part on there. <laughs> I, uh, the extent of my knowledge would be like Eminem, which I know adds no credibility <laughs> to that because I just chose the whitest rapper ever. Uh, Literally. But one thing that I like about Shad is that when I listen to him, I feel like I'm listening to like old school, like more legit stuff, like, cause it's more instrumental based and it's more jazz kind of based and that kind of thing, as opposed to like sampling or like this electronic. This is why you like Chance the Rapper so much. <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you know what? It's a, yeah, it's another reason why I appreciate Chance because it's, it's I don't know. It's just, it's, it's structured around music, musicianship more y- than it is samples, I suppose. Right. Yeah. And that's not to like, Oh no! Degrade like that other style of hip hop because like Kendrick's last album like blew everyone away, and I think that that album was incredible. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think for people who maybe stereotype the rap and hip hop genres, uh, if they go back and they, if they actually listen to it, they can find a lot of depth and a lot of musicianship that maybe they took for granted. And I get that from listening to Shad. Um, he also, I should say, I just thought of this. He hosted uh, Hip Hop Revolution on netflix i think i think it was originally produced as like a a small documentary series for like hbo canada but it's on netflix now so everyone should check that out and i think they're making a second season and it's essentially just him going back and talking to all these like old school rap artists and hip-hop artists like um nwa and like all of them and so uh so yeah definitely check that out and definitely check out well we're gonna listen to the song but um but yeah okay (laughs) cut the last 20 seconds Get it? Got it? Good. Uh. Get it? Got it? Good. They can't kill us because they can't see us because they only see fear. Get it? Got it? Good. They can't kill us because they can't see us because they only see fear. Get it? Got it? Good. Damn, it feels good to be back. Damn, it feels good to be black. They keep on killing us. We just keep killing it. Mama said killing is not where the ailing is. Couldn't speak back. Lord knows she's been through it. She said a human is not who the villain is. She said it's fear. It's greed and it's pride. You see it inside. That's what the system is built on and what it instills in us. Now I've been feeling this vibe. Honestly, the haters can hate. Just let the creators create and let the creator be judged. I mean, too many mistakes to be grudging. Besides, all of us lost without love. Cause maybe some never get woke or tired of staying awake or party all night. Then decide. 
distraught at the state of the day But what do you make of this way that I'm walking this path that I'm on? You made a way for me, hope that my map isn't wrong Nowadays my legs is weak, what if my staff isn't strong? What if it breaks? I just can't wait, I just cannot be me I just can't go back and copy me I just cannot be free, I just can't possibly Lessons on lessons, legends on legends on legends Little black boy with a poem that he showed to the reverend Jesus saw Judas and ran up to hug the young brother And dug at the other eleven Like why is this traitor in heaven? He said it's hell on earth, anywhere love isn't present Wherever he goes, we go together, my brother You get it? You were saying I forgot what was the what was the comment that you were gonna make? Uh, well, I was just saying, I I was I was making fun of you about the Eminem <laughs> thing, but that guy he does seem like he took influence from Eminem. Oh yeah, it's nothing to take. I mean, that's he did good stuff, and that, that was great. That's really uh, I'm way more uplifting than anything Eminem really did. Oh, for sure. Well, one of the things that I think is interesting, and we were we were kind of uh, cloyingly referring to like another track that you're gonna bring up. Um, I think. One of the things that I love, one of the things I love about Chad's music is he is able to talk about like some serious topics, but also talk about it within an uplifting context, and put a perspective on it that I think is, um, yeah, a little like a little bit more hopeful or optimistic. Um, I think. Well, I say that there's overall. Dark, there's darkness coming later. <laughs> well, there was a. Uh, Definitely in his last album, there were a couple more like really introspective and really heavier tracks that were still really amazing. Um, so this this song, I should have mentioned what the song was called. Um, this song is called "The Fool Part One." Parentheses, get it, got it, good. And we're still waiting on part two, right? <laughs> well, so it's coming out on. So this is going to be Shad's one, two, three, four, fifth release. Holy cow! Um, and it's this one's going to be a concept album around like sort of the story of like a war. I think that's even like the name of it. I should uh, I should look this stuff up ahead of time. <laughs> um, that would ruin the authenticity. Yeah, um, I think it's called a short story about a war. I think that's what it's called. Cool. Um, and I think dealing with these issues that are really pertinent now, like in terms of. Um, yeah, short story about a war. I got it right. Awesome. <laughs> um, uh, about like tension, whether it's political or racial or that kind of thing that is ever so prevalent nowadays. Um, and like things that he hasn't avoided, like he's talked about, like a lot of his music is very deep, whether it's personally introspective or like societally in- introspective. But I think I'm really excited to see him kind of tackle it with one sort of concept album as a whole. It's tough. It's a big ask. No, for Can sure. Can you address all I- racial issues in one album, please? <laughs> no, for sure. Solved them. Um, Got them all worked out in this album. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, and but one thing I like is the the kind of Canadian perspective as well because I think he doesn't shy away from like at, like issues that Canada is still working through as well. <laughs> that you don't get that perspective as often uh, down here, at least. No, yeah. But maybe uh, maybe it's just I'm not listening to the right Canadian emo <laughs> artists and. Well, well, no, but it's it's overshadowed. Like I think, yeah, yeah, we do overshadow things in this country. Yeah, and that's not to say that like, uh, that's for better reason or or not. But like, uh, like the history of like kind of sort of how Canadians have like treated like Native American or like Aboriginal people um, in Canada, like that's a huge issue that is still a major kind of political talking point in terms of a lot of these like populations are still like struggling and yeah. they're like marginalized continually. Hmm. Um, it's interesting cause I, I always kind of viewed the Canadians of having done that so much better than us in the United States. We, yeah. Which, which could be true and still not maybe good enough. Maybe is that what you're thinking? Do you know what? It's interesting. And maybe that's just like, when I was going through teachers college in Canada, it was like a big thing. Like we had, I remember we had like a day lecture on it in terms of hearing the history of like what had happened and sort of the repercussions since then. Um, and it's a huge problem. Um, and I think maybe in America, you just don't hear about it as much and you don't know as much about it. Um, Oh, the Canadian Native American population? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, it will, or even just the American, like, I think it's enough of a taboo in Canada that people know it's an issue, but in America, I feel like we just don't know as much about, like, our reservation, like, culture, like, or reservation populations, and maybe... Maybe not large enough populations, thing. unfortunately. Yeah. This should become a history podcast just right now. <laughs> we just start talking about Native Americans and... Yeah. And how all that? Yeah. We should just <laughs> no more music. <laughs> well, well I mean, it's cool that like we can we can come to this from like a musical artist perspective. <laughs> like that's kind of cool. One thing I should say before we move on is, <clears throat> um, so the guy I should give him a shout out. I kind of know him, sort of. I met him a couple times. I'm not sure if he knows me. Uh, Justin Broadbent. He's a uh, a thriving artist in uh, Toronto, in Canada. He's uh, he's made a pretty good reputation for himself and he collaborates with Shad a lot, but the video that they put out for this song was completely filmed on an iPhone. Um, and it's really good. Um, and it's, and they're really like on the sleeve with that. Like there's a couple shots of like Justin, like taking the picture, like in a car. So you see like, no, yeah, this is just him and an iPhone. Um, and it's really good, so you should check that out too. Now, having listened to the podcast, I think I'm supposed to make fun of you for doing a shout out. Is that right? <laughs> I'm supposed to just make sure that you're <laughs> you're putting your this place again. This is me trying to like get as much like promos and stuff so that like we can get more listeners. <laughs> That's really all it is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right, should I move along? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's talk about the War of 1812. Oh wait, music, music. <laughs> um. What about car seat headrest? Same, oh, yeah. Same story, or you actually you you've you're a fan. I've I'm in terms of like no like bands I should know and I should investigate a band I've investigated like slightly more, uh-huh. and so yeah, no, for sure. I think yeah, I'm a fan of car seat headrest. So I don't I I shouldn't talk up like I there's still a lot that I need to like check out for him, but Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to say I'm very knowledgeable. I'm 
I'm I, while well, I followed his music for a while, yeah. or not for a while. He's a really young guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's I've liked tracks from like uh, here and there. Killer Whale, a great track. Yeah. But this is the first album that I've really connected with. Okay. And uh, this one's called Twin Fantasy, and the uh, song we'll go with is uh, lead off uh, My Boy. Gotcha. I liked it again. Like I feel so ashamed because that's a that's a name that I've heard and known for so long that I know I should listen to. Again, it takes me so like it takes someone like wringing my hands and showing me something that I should like for me to like for it to like click. Well, um, we can uh, give you the full experience. <laughs> he's coming to town in September. Okay. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Where's he playing? Uh, I think it's pageant. I think so. Maybe yeah. maybe Delmar Hall. <laughs> yeah. Back to one of the two there. Well, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I want. I think I'm gonna go. So yeah, I'm always impressed by, because we were talking about how young he is too, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm always curious slash impressed by like really young musicians or artists who curate a sound that, for me, I can only attribute to like older artists like yeah. of my my parents' generation. Yeah, he does a great kind of job thing. of of giving you both that wall of sound and like that Beach Boys harmony. Yeah, and, like, he can throw it all at you, 
within the 30 second period and it the guitar is just amazing you don't you don't get guitar like that from a lot of bands anymore yeah that's yeah so that that will probably be my segue into like tomorrow going back and like listening to like teens of denial and like the rest of them and yeah what you said he was coming to town in september i think it was september that or october nice cool yeah sweet um All right, go yeah go. <laughs> so you uh, alluded to it earlier, but yes. I think we're just gonna skip to the uh, to maybe our joint pick. Yes, for, for sure. Two thousand eight. So yeah. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eighteen. That uh, kind of has taken over the country and and a big portion of the summer at least. Oh I, yeah, for sure. I haven't heard as much uh, much on it lately, but man, he really owned the early part of the summer. Oh, for Childish sure. Childish Gambino, we're talking about. So. I was in a car. I was driving back from a frisbee tournament, and um, we were listening to a little bit of Childish Gambino. And a bunch of people in the car did not know that he was the same person as Donald Glover. Isn't that incredible? And I was like, "Wait, seriously?" Um, uh, yeah, this song was. Well, with, like, what was your experience listening to the song at first? Well, is it was one of those things you see it pop up on on Twitter and we're like, oh, okay, I'll check that out, and then you see it pop up and then pop up and pop up and we're like, okay, I will go to the computer now <laughs> and I will and I will watch this video because that is the true way to experience it. Is uh, oh, that's a good thing we saved it for last, yeah, so that people can actually stop listening to the podcast <laughs> and watch the video because it is incredible. Yeah, well, we were talking about earlier just sort of all the types of actual like imagery and illusions that are Mm -hmm. made throughout the video and like when you when you start to see it on that level like how powerful the message becomes of the song yeah i mean we're obviously uh we've established that we are history buffs but he is also (laughs) appears to be a history buff because some of the references that he makes and some of the i mean on top of the the social implications that you know each dance has it's 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 really interesting, and uh, yeah. it requires multiple viewings to really catch everything that's going on. And yeah. it's, it's jarring, and it's powerful, and it's really great song all on top of that. Yeah. It's funny to me because I remember, I remember when I was younger, like, I think this was like, it was, in, it was during college, and at that time, I was, I was just a fan of him as an actor on Community, and even like, even his stuff part of Derek comedy on like youtube and that kind of thing um and then he put out his his music video for freaks and geeks and again like i'm not a huge hip-hop or rap guy but that blew up on like that blew up on like the like punk and emo like forums that i followed or whatever and people were like oh check out donald glover rapping i was like oh this is really good and i remember it showing to all my he's college history <laughs> he's got a future in this it's <laughs> well it's it was hilarious because i remember showing it to i remember sitting in a computer lab in the Wahlberg building of university of toronto shout out um, <laughs> showing it to showing it to charlie kiriako another shout out <laughs> never i haven't talked to that guy in like eight years um because he because like i wasn't a huge hip-hop or rap guy but all my friends were and so i was showing it to them and they were like Oh, this is pretty good. Um, 
But then his first album came out. So not that EP, but that first album, Camp, came out. And I remember it didn't get like... Like, I remember a lot of songs off there I really liked, Mm -hmm. but I remember it not getting, like, a lot of good reviews or that kind of thing, which I was surprised by. Um, I was not in that early on. Okay, gotcha. It took took me a little more time to... uh, to kind of yeah realize what what was going on here and yeah this, this is a guy worth paying attention to no for sure well and i th- i guess i think in your defense so did it for everyone america. else <laughs> yeah exactly this is america by the way um like and then i guess that that second album because the internet finally started to get a little bit more attention i think and you started to collaborate with like people like chance and that kind of thing um, yeah yeah that's right that that might have been Right around the time I was, yeah, getting into them, the mm-hmm. the Sunday candy, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it was, shoot, I don't know. That was on Chance's album, I thought. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Well, there was, there, I'm trying to think, because there was the one song where it was like him and Chance, I remember the music video, they were at like a beach or whatever. It was like, it was, he's kind of been like the poster boy for like, and uh, like maybe I'm talking on my ass here, and I'm I shouldn't have any place to talk, but like kind of like this black kind of hipster kind of movement sort of thing, where this guy has so many different influences and so many different appreciate like aesthetic, um, like influences that he kind of ties together to create his sound. Um, he's kind of a less abrasive Kanye in that sense. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the talent. Yeah, and he's got the message, and yeah, he's 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 brilliant. And I I need mm-hmm. to I eventually hope to catch up with Atlanta, Atlanta, but yeah. I have not yet. Oh, so I I think I've this is embarrassing. I think I've barely watched the first episode of like the first season. It's not embarrassing. You're good. <laughs> this is a safe place. <laughs> um, it's also interesting to think about sort of like as he's so like because the internet started to get more attention, and then like red or uh awake my love or something like that it was his like next album uh which was like way more like r&b ish and less rap um and that got huge acclaim uh it's it's just been interesting like as he's gotten more critical attention for like his musical interests and his uh his acting stuff and his writing stuff he seems to have like become less like more quiet more introspective more modest kind of thing it's like his music can do the speaking for him yeah and like he doesn't need to doesn't need to shout anymore because he's got the audience yeah and he knows he's got he's got our interest no that's true that's fair it's it's just it's bizarre when you like when i like watch interviews with him and see like sort of out of like almost awkward he is and then like Maybe I'll go and watch a community episode and be like, ha, this guy's hilarious. And he's just like going all over the place. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, I mean, you were mentioning in terms of like, it kind of took the entire world by storm at the beginning of the summer. But like, I was wondering if you could describe like your first time when you finally like listened to the song. Well, I I think, uh, the f- not to spoil it, but <laughs> when you're watching the video... And the first shot happens. Yeah, you're just like, whoa, this is, um, this is this is something. Yeah, and then, you know, just the it just builds on that, and 
as you you kind of see what he's going for and you kind of you, you kind of hear all the different levels and the the references and the influences it's it's incredible yeah for sure cool all right let's jam let's it do it as you, you portrayed earlier yeah it's a dark place out there no for sure well and i i don't know why even we were talking about like sort of him as an actor and him as a musician and i i even i remember like thinking about like have you seen him as stand-up too like his stand-up is so good but again it seems like such a far departure from like this part of his well apparently for atlanta now it's uh he does a great mix of the comedy and oh, then okay. immediately just 180, pull the rug out from under you. Okay. And, yeah. And so he gets both of them in there. So he's multifaceted. <laughs> the t- like, I forget who I was saying this to. Like, if ever there was a renaissance, like a true renaissance, like individual, like he would probably be it for our modern times, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a fitting place to stop for sure. Sure. Um, Hopefully we will be back soon to talk about in two in in two or three months. Yeah, in January <laughs> to talk about our end of the years. Um, good. Until then, uh, Grant, where can people follow you online? At five dollar wrench on Twitter. Perfect. Uh, and also be sure to follow us at Middle of the Row um, and check out our website, Middle of Row. Dot com uh, where we both contribute. Um, so yeah, I'm Jonathan Rahul. Uh, that's it for this episode of Middle of the Dial. And remember, the best songs are in the middle of the dial. Look what I'm whipping Look how I'm geeking I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on get it. Watch me move. This is selling. That's a tool. Yeah.
Got the plug on who a hawker. Whoa. They gonna find you like Paco. Blah. Ooh, America. Ooh, I just checked my follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers on me.